Hey guys, this is the Cars Equipment Talk Show, episode number 24, and topic. I have two topics for today, and topic number one I'll be talking about is why I think Mitchell Trubisky can turn it around and have a good season with the Bears in 2020, and win the starting job over Nick Foles. And topic number two, I'll be talking about my top three college, my, my opinions on who I think is going to be the top three co- best college football quarterbacks in next year's college football season. So let's get into topic number one. Why I think Mitchell Trubisky can turn around and have a good season with the Bears in 2020 and beat out Nick Foles for the starting job. After a disappointing season for Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears, as they finished 8-8 and and 3rd in the division, there was a lot of heat on Trubisky after his third season and after an unbelievable season he had in 2018, going 12-4 and and winning the division and passing for a career-high of 3,223 yards and 24 touchdowns with a passer rating of 95.4 which is also a career high. Overall, he had a great season, showcasing his big arm, accuracy, and patience in the pocket, and finding the open man, and with, and his mobility with rushing for 421 yards in a promising season that saw him emerge as one of the NFL's ascending dual-threat quarterbacks, which was why he began the year as a dark horse MVP, MVP candidate. But with his lack of consistency, he regressed in 2019, with passing for 3,138 yards and 17 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, with a passer rating of 83.0. In a season that looked okay for Trubisky statistically, was disappointing on the field, with his poor accuracy, poor pocket presence, which was also a focus of inexperience, and one of his best assets, his mobility, to move and escape out of his pocket with his legs, were hardly ever used. Trubisky completed 63.2% of his passes, and he rushed for 193 yards, which is significantly lower than what he rushed for his previous year. His previous year, And he ranked 21st in the league in passing yards and tied for 27th in passing touchdowns. And ranked 21st in the league, I mean, in passing according to PFF. Granted, he did have a below-average offensive line that allowed pressure really fast. In fact, as the average time the pressure allowed getting to Trubisky was two uh, was two point thirty-seven seconds, which ranked 29th in the league ahead of only the Dolphins, Chargers, and Falcons, and gave and the offensive line gave up gave up forty-five sacks this season, the twelfth most in the NFL, and they ranked twenty-fifth in the league. And, and uh, as a total offense and offensive line, and they had barely any production from their receivers, aside from Al Robinson, who had 98 receptions for 1,147 receiving yards and seven touchdowns, which was his career high in receiving yards, but not from his receiving touchdowns. But aside from Robinson, Anthony Miller was solid with 52 receptions for 656 yards and two touchdowns. Who I think is underrated in Anthony Miller. He's fast, he has good hands, and is very productive in the slot. And Taylor Gabriel had 29 receptions for 353 yards and four touchdowns, but was basically a no factor because he, he was banged up, and he is now a free agent. And running back Tariq Cohen had 456 receiving yards, which is very dynamic for a small guy like him. He's a better receiving back. And then there's Javon Williams who had 186 receiving yards. So yeah, there wasn't much production out of the Bears receiving court and it didn't help that they had little to no tight end production with Trey Burton battling injuries and Adam Shaheen was battling injuries and the third tight end Ben Brocknecker missed the final five games of the season with a concussion and no tight end on the team had 100 receiving yards which is the first time since 1970 
They had a solid running game with former rookie David Montgomery, who had on 242 total attempts, 889 yards, and 6 touchdowns. He's good and is a big part of that offense, doing most of the work on the ground. And Tariq Gohm compliments him, who had 64, uh, with, who had on 64 total attempts, 213 rushing yards. But, um, but Cohen is very dynamic. He's small but makes up for it with his blazing speed and elusiveness. But he's more of a receiving back with having 79 receptions for 456 yards. So yeah, Montgomery and Cohen is a good running back duo. But now, with Nick Foles in the fold, I think Nagy is just trying to light a fire under... Uh, Matt Nagy is just trying to light a fire under Trubisky to make Trubisky work harder and be able to become consistent and be able to have good pocket patience and get better awareness and be a better decision maker and to make the right reads and hit the open man. And to use his legs more like he did in 2018. Now that there's competition for Trubisky, he's more motivated than ever. And I think they have a solid receiving core now with Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Cordell Patterson, Javon Williams, and Ted Ginn Jr. Who they, uh, Ginn Jr., who they signed to a one-year contract. Who will bring a lot to this offense with his speed and will be another target for Trubisky aside from Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller were two of the most productive and uh, best targets for Mitchell Trubisky last year in 2019. And we all know what Al Robinson can do. He's really good. He's underrated, and, but I think he's underrated in my opinion. But I think he's not only one of the better receivers in the league, but one of the best receivers in the league. He's such a, but one of the best. He's such a danger, dangerous deep threat, and his hands and catch through contact is uh, what makes him so dangerous. Anthony Miller is solid. And I also think he's underrated. He's fast and has good hands and is very productive in the slot. And they have a solid running game with David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. With Montgomery doing most of the work on the ground and Cohen compliments him by being a good receiving back. So yeah, they have a good running back duo and a good receiving core. And they have a better offensive line with Charles than, la- than they had last year with Charles Leno Jr., James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, Jermaine Effetti, and Bobby Massey is better than the line they had last year. And they're all going to have to block well if Trubisky is going to have a good... This Trubisky is going to have a good year. So yeah, that is why I think Mitchell Trubisky will turn it around and have a good season with the Bears in 2020. On topic number two. My top three college... Uh, the the three quarterbacks I think will be the tep, the best three college quarterbacks going into the, this college football season. At number one, I have Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. I think Trevor Lawrence is now the best quarterback in college football, and he's an unbelievable unbelievable talent, and he's big at 6'6", 215 pounds, and he has a big arm, he's very accurate, and he has good reads and good decision-making. He can execute the zone read option or scramble to create, an al- to create alternate passing lanes. In his freshman year for Clemson, 2018, he passed for 3,280 yards, with a career-high 30 passing touchdowns and 8 interceptions in 842 total snaps over 15 games, in which he started 11 out of those 15 games, and also had 103 carries for 563 yards and a career-high 9 rushing touchdowns. As his 45 combined rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns tied Lamar Jackson for the 5th most in the season, as he led Clemson to the national championship and destroyed Alabama 44-16. 
In his sophomore year, he passed for 3,655 yards and 43 touchdowns and led his team to the national championship, but lost to LSU. He is, I think he's going to be exciting to watch in his junior year for Clemson this year. At number two, I have Justin Fields from Ohio State. I think Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in college football now, coming off a historic season as a first-year starter for Ohio State. The sophomore transfer from Georgia completed 67.2% of his passes for 3,273 yards and 41 touchdowns against just three interceptions in 2019. He's a great talent who's big at 6'3", 227 pounds. He has a big arm, he's very accurate, he makes good reads, and he has good decision-making. He's also very mobile and fast. And I think he's going to be a Heisman frontrunner this year. He was in the running for the Heisman Trophy in 2019. And it's going to be really fun to watch him for Ohio State, for Ohio State this year. I mean next year. At number three, I have Trey Lance. Now, you guys might be surprised because he's from a non-five-power school. So it's a mid-Division one school. I have Trey Lance at number three from North Dakota. I think Trey Lance will be the third best quarterback in college football, even though he's not from a Power 5 school. In 2019, he threw for 2,786 yards and 28 touchdowns. And he won Walter Payton Award and Jerry Rice Award, as well as being named the most outstanding player of the 2020 NCAA Division I football championship game. He's a great talent, He's and he's big at 6'3", 221 pounds. He has a big arm. He's very accurate. He's great patience in the pocket. He makes good reads. He eludes defenses, and he has good decision-making, and is very mobile with his legs. I think he's going he's gonna to be exciting to watch this year for North Dakota. So, yeah, that will wrap up this episode. And, yeah.